0: This is Kelly and Tom from Up Yours Downstairs, and we have an important announcement for you.
1: That's right. We have found a great investment opportunity in the Grand Canadian Trunkadelic Railroad, and we are looking to get some cash to do it.
0: However, we need your help. Yes. Log on to patreon.com slash to get in on the ground floor mm-hmm. and gain access to super secret awesome prizes. That's right. Many prizes.
1: A chap I know says that this is a sure investment that cannot fail.
0: Absolutely not. It's as unsinkable as the Titanic. That's right.
1: That is exactly how it is.
0: So uh, definitely visit patreon.com slash up downstairs and invest today. It's been a while since I took literature class
1: I don't know how furniture works
0: I'm not a magician, people
1: File not found
0: Welcome to the Palm Court, a Mr. Selfridge podcast I'm Kelly Anakin And I'm
1: Tom Schneider
0: Uh, Here we are Yeah At the penultimate That's right Precipice
1: (laughs) Wink Yeah
0: God, this show's bad (laughs) Like It's at least with Titanic BS, like there wasn't like a precedent of it having been better. Uh-huh. It was just bad. Yeah, this is like what? Like what happened?
1: I know. Like,
0: like I know ITV is bummed out that Downton Abbey's gone, <laughs> but there is no excuse. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's uh, yeah, plotting towards its conclusion.
0: Yeah. Emphasis on the plot. Yeah. Like, it just... Every every plot point feels like they're just setting them up and knocking them down. <laughs> yeah. Setting them up and knocking them down. And
1: it's just... We've just... You know... And this is, to some extent, I think, one of those things where, uh, you know, their ideal audience member is not exhaustively watching and podcasting about every single episode. Really?
0: <laughs> I thought that was, like, the core audience for everything these <laughs> days.
1: But, you know, it's just... We just don't care.
0: No, if I if we were watching this just as, you know, mm-hmm. citizens. <laughs> right. Uh like I definitely wouldn't have watched this season.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you have given up and are only listening to our recaps, good job. You yeah. are doing what we would have done.
1: Yeah. Uh you're welcome. You know, I would have
0: skipped to the end <laughs> and seen what happened. Yeah. Or I would have just read the book. Uh you know, Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it called? Sex and Mr. Selfridge or Selfridge in the City?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that.
0: Scandal and... It's something with an S. <laughs> like Mr. Selfridge and thing with an S. Right. Um, it's on the credits every time. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know this.
1: Seals and Mr. Selfridge. Uh, the Sultry Mr. Selfridge.
0: <laughs> uh, the Seven Gables of Selfridge. <laughs> House of the Seven... House of the Selfridge Gables. Listen, guys. Yeah. It's been a while since I took literature class. (laughs) Having trouble making puns. Right. Cold, sassy Selfridge.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That would be fun. Yeah.
0: It'd be all, well, yeah. I mean, it'd be on similar themes. Yeah. People uh, kissing or uh, marrying people they shouldn't be with. (laughs) Yeah. And who says that? Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That book is so... Hey, guys, do yourselves a favor. Read Cold Sassy Tree by Olive Ann Burns. Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah.
1: It's it's just fantastic.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Let us turn our attention from things that are enjoyable and fun <laughs> to episode nine of Mr. Selfridge. Yeah. So we start out... Well, we see the previously on, yeah. to which I responded, I can't believe this is still happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we cut to, you know, a building, and we see Keen, whose name I resolutely misspelled with an E on the end of it.
1: Ah, yeah. Uh, no, it's literally just Keen. As no, in and adjective. I always
0: thought Mr. Crabb had an E on the end, and he doesn't either. Yeah, Holy moly.
1: Get it together, England. You're yeah. confusing us. Aren't you
0: supposed to have E's on the end of stuff?
1: Yeah, like ye old shoppie and whatnot. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I speak English. <laughs> Anyway, Keen is telling some stiff upper lip uh, at the Civic about, you know, world interests. He says, you know, tensions are high in the Far East and in America. And yeah, the guy's I mean, like, good. And I'm like, <laughs> is it?
1: Yeah. And the Federal Reserve, which I, again, I have no idea. Alan I guess. Greenspan wasn't even born yet. <sighs> right. Okay. So I get, no, it's the 30th anniversary of the store, op- or the 20th anniversary of the store opening. Yes. And that was 1910?
0: It was 1908.
1: 1908? Okay. Yeah. So it's 1928. Yeah. I don't think there's a Federal Reserve yet.
0: Uh, well, Tom, if we were doing, uh, Tom Repeats History <laughs> yeah. and Fashion Backwards for this, we could report back.
1: Yeah. But, you know, and it's all kind of a moot point because, as we've established, they live in a chaotic time sphere of <laughs> meaninglessness.
0: It could be the future for yeah. all we know.
1: Like, this is, yeah, no, this is all like, all that sort of like crazy, like, relativity, speed of light, you know, space time stuff. That's that's all being embodied in this show, yeah, I Yeah, it's, it's like
0: the opposite of Westworld.
1: <laughs> it's Stephen Hawking in as a consultant. <laughs>
0: I doubt that. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, so he's telling him this, and he is, you know, saying, oh, yeah, Selfridges is fine. Thumbs up. And the guy's like, mm, really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, really. Mr. Selfridge seems to have more hours in the day than the rest of us. And I'm like, shouldn't that be a red flag for you? <laughs> right. Like, shouldn't you be like, hmm, maybe he's cutting some corners? Yeah. Places? Yeah. Perhaps like- <laughs> not reading uh, reports <laughs> of... Failing businesses he plans to buy?
1: Yeah. Because, you know, it seems to me like once a week for the past 20 years, he's been getting into some kind of hijinks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, ominous music plays us into the very (laughs) (laughs) non-ominous... Uh, thank god this is the final season like (laughs) eyeliner did you have a stroke and i'm not trying to minimize the seriousness of having a stroke right it's very serious as evidenced by this season of mr selfridge
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but i think it's more just
0: the stroke in mr selfridge (laughs) uh
1: uh yeah no i think it's more just the thing that happens on shows where their creators are like, I really didn't plan for it to get this yeah, far. Yeah, and they care
0: even less than we do.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> We're still invested enough to be upset.
1: They're like, Oh, you didn't like the tone of this episode? Funny, my check's still cleared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would like a check. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon.
0: Yes, please do. Uh, we cut to a shooting range. Yeah, uh, or, a or not a like a yeah.
1: like a field. Yeah, where's... I
0: don't know what do they call them. The pitch? No, that's uh cricket.
1: Uh I don't yeah. We
0: used to know these things. Right.
1: Uh or an oval for cricket. I mean it's just it's just like a field. Yeah, so that they're, they're, they're out in the countryside
0: in. shooting. It's just Harry and Jimmy. Yeah. Which I don't know, in 1928, maybe you could just go to people shooting. But, you know, as evidenced by the shooting party <laughs> and all of Downton Abbey, right. people
1: didn't just go. Well, but they're not shooting like oh, that. They they're, they're shooting
0: clays. Yeah. So anyway, so they're out there and, uh, you know, it was nice to see some shooting. Yeah. It's been a while since we saw some, you know, ar- aristocratic crapulence <laughs> right? Uh, that did involve c- tuxedos. Yeah. And, uh, Mr. Selfridge is telling Jimmy about Selfridge's 20 year anniversary and they're planning to take over all of Oxford street. And he, uh, is like, Jimmy, I'm going to let you, a person who's never had any experience
1: (laughs) in retail
0: whatsoever, take full control of this flagging retail magnate that I bought out. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, oh great. I'm glad.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I won't let you down. And I can promise. Yeah.
0: He's definitely spoiler alert guys. Not going to let him down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a roaring success. I think we
0: can all agree he will be very, very successful. We can
1: definitely see where this is going. Yeah, he's like, oh, you must feel very proud about the 20th anniversary. And Harry's like, yeah, I need something to feel proud about. (laughs) Or like,
0: like, I mean, I can relate. Like, 2016 has not been a good year
1: <laughs> yeah. for
0: basically anyone I know. Yeah. I'm sorry if I keep saying that, but it keeps being truer and truer every day of this wretched year.
1: That is And undeniable. I know,
0: I know time is a flat circle, okay? <laughs> I heard that from somebody. Yeah. I know that time is a flat <laughs> circle. <laughs> I know that
1: New Year's... You know that guy? Where's that hat? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know that New Year's is a concept that we made up to prevent suicides (laughs) in the dark of the year, but my God. Yeah. My God. Yeah. I'm just like, I keep waiting for the next horrible thing to happen. Yeah.
1: No, ready for some kind of pagan solstice, burn down the old year ritual, like.
0: Yeah. Like, let's, let's make it happen. Right. Don't burn down your homes, though. No. That would make 2017 also not good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. At any rate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we then cut to May, and just like the edits make no sense, and we're jumping around from storyline to storyline, and I'm like, why... But May is talking to Wednesday Adams and trying to get his intrepid ginger reporter, who I shall now call Jimmy Olson, uh, to stop bugging Jimmy Dillon about killing Fat Thomas. Yeah. And May's like, oh, he's bothering everybody. And I'm like, I think he's only bothering Jimmy.
1: Yeah, he's only bothering the murderer. He's
0: only bothering the murderer. <laughs> Wednesday Adams, for some reason, is fine with this. He's like bah, 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 bah. and yeah. he's like, Oh, you seem to care a great deal about Harry Selfridge. And May is like, he's my boss. Yeah. Who I definitely never had sex with. (laughs) I don't believe they did have sex. Yeah. I think Harry had a delusion (laughs) and she was around and she's like, he's in a fragile mental state. I don't want to contradict him. Yeah uh okay shocker everybody Miss Martle is a better parent than Mr. Grove <laughs> she's packed uh Ernest a very or I guess all the kids all a very them. nutritious yeah. lunch mm-hmm. and Ernest is like can I just have cheese and pickle <laughs> father didn't mind and she's like we know about vitamins now <laughs> which if they had known about vitamins when Mr. Grove was a child maybe he wouldn't have gotten cancer or whatever could be uh
1: I yeah. don't mean that. To- she doesn't go around like you know randomly inspiring dreams in him that she then crushes
0: yeah (laughs) well they got that card eventually
1: only because he got cancer
0: (laughs) i thought he got the card before he got cancer
1: oh maybe i don't know
0: at any rate uh she sees the kids all off you know Mm -hmm. to school or whatever and work and stuff she comes back in and there's a photo of mr grove (laughs) looking patronizing and mean
1: you did a terrible job miss model
0: and she feels very sad yeah Jimmy uh, Dylan, not to be confused with Jimmy Olsen. Right. Uh, bane of Jimmy Dylan's existence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he meets with his accountant and the account... Oh, he tells the accountant, who's like, Hey, dude, you don't have enough stock right. for white lease to continue being open. And he's like, You know I don't have time to review all these numbers in detail. And I'm <laughs> like, you have... This is part of your job, <laughs> right? is reviewing all of the numbers in detail yeah. to make sure that this very thing hasn't happened. Because the guy is basically like, yeah, you turn the business around, which is great, but you don't have any things left to sell. <laughs> right?" And so Jimmy is troubled by this.
1: Yeah, he's like, you know... I'm beginning to think that we should have maybe done the slightest bit of research before making this purchase.
0: Uh, Meanwhile, at Selfridges, Connie and Merrill are impatiently waiting behind a counter, which appears to be on the first floor, which is not where fashion is, (laughs) uh, for a Miss Bright, who is supposed to be Connie's... I'm sorry, Miss Blight. Yeah. Who you should have... You know, hired on basis of her name alone. Right. This may be why I'm currently unemployed. Feel <laughs> like Anakin, huh? Well, we saw how that went. Uh, anyway, yeah, you change
1: your name to Kelly Solo.
0: <laughs> people would be like, "Ooh, she's dangerous." Uh, well, now that we're getting a divorce, I can be Kelly Solo. <laughs> Hello, the name is Solo Kelly Solo. <laughs> like, are you single? How rude. <laughs> uh eyebrows walks by giving meryl the eyebrow <laughs> and uh yeah we like may just comes over and it's like where's the head of fashion that's right. replacing you and they're like she didn't show up and she's like well she's not hired anymore and we're like you don't even work there <laughs> right. like you work downstairs in the bowels of selfridges yeah
1: and but, also like hiring's a difficult process especially at that level yeah like, Although, if you've already... who's cal-
0: hiring now that Mr. Grove is dead?
1: <laughs> that may be it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was some miscommunication <laughs> about her
1: start date. Yeah. Uh,
0: at the staff meeting, Harry comes in and announces, We got the parade! The council agrees! And then Benedict Cumberbatch shows up and says, Call it parade. I think I'm better at Cumberbatch than you. I think I was... I have way out
1: of practice.
0: Call it parade <laughs> you've got to you've got to really get back in the back of your throat yeah, for him yeah he's got that whole thing <laughs> you know he's benedict cumberbatch <laughs> he looks like a melted candle <laughs> we just watch parade's end again yeah people uh, are like what are you watching these days i'm like i just want to watch parade again <laughs> uh, you can listen to our coverage of parade's end in our back catalog that's right also parade's end is genuinely good yeah and for you should just watch it because it's yeah. great
1: um yeah
0: so, Harry rattles off, you know, eyebrows is in charge of the entertainment and the decorations. George is in charge of the route, which is already mapped out, and May is making rosettes.
1: Yeah. And then Harry's like, all right, so what am I going to fall off of?
0: <laughs> and then Jimmy's just there, like, as an intern, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Jimmy's just here to hear us all talking. Yeah. Uh, we then see Jimmy babbling to Nunu Gordon about, "Oh, retail certainly is complicated." <laughs> and George is uh, Nunu Gordon is like, "Uh, it's not that hard. We told you everything to do." <laughs> uh. <laughs> Still in the uh, staff meeting room, Harry's like, May, why are you avoiding me? And he, like, totally caught feelings, which is gross, and yeah. he's like, why won't you date me? Luckily, we're saved by the Plunkett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who says that Mr. Hardcastle, who is the head of the uh, retailer Whole- wholesalers, wholesalers. Yeah. is there for their meeting. So they're trying to get him to lift the embargo against Whiteleys because, right. you know... Uh, they,
1: they need things to sell.
0: Male privilege. <laughs> So he comes into the room and Crab and Jimmy and Nunu Gordon are already there. And basically this scene is everybody going, derp. <laughs> and Hardcastle's like, well, I'll get you those contracts in a week. And then Jimmy's like, could we get them in three days? <laughs> and Harry's like, dude, could slow you your roll. Harry, <laughs> could
1: you make it today? Harry, could you make
0: it today? It's an excerpt from my four minute movie, <laughs> Right Way fruit For A dream. Yeah. Harry, the chain isn't for you. It's for the robbers! <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Anakin's lack of variety hour returning to Oakland in January. Hooray! I hope so. Yeah. Uh So anyway, uh, Jimmy's an idiot. And yeah. it's, again, like, do, part of being an intern, intern should be seen and not
1: heard. <laughs> right. And also not given a whole store to run.
0: Like... I just – I don't – like, why not put Nunu Gordon in charge of it? Like, they'd have to divest him from the business itself, which is – Right, sure. But I don't think he could – that he would have to stop being a – look, I don't know enough about business on, like, one Jimmy Dillon, (laughs) but this is absurd.
1: Yeah, like, Jimmy Dillon is providing capital –
0: and honestly, this is all so far-fetched that I'm like, this ha- can't possibly be historically accurate, can oh, it? Oh, I
1: don't think so. And
0: I know that the Gordon stuff isn't historically accurate. Right, right. But anyway, I'm really looking forward to reading that book, uh, <laughs> Seven Brides for Seven <laughs> Bless your beautiful stock. <laughs> So back at a uh, Wednesday Adams's office, he tells his Jimmy Olsen reporter to drop the Jimmy Dillon murder story unless he has something rock solid, yeah. which is a phrase that will never cease to make me laugh.
1: <laughs> and we're all like, OK, so that's definitely the end of this storyline.
0: Uh, so then we see Gordon and George Towler and Mr. Crabb trying to explain stalking a store to <laughs> Jimmy Dillon. Now, the fact that this raised no flags for them at all. Right. Is baffling because and Mr. Crab is saying things like, "Oh, well, you're stalking every three days at at uh, Whiteley's, and there are all these checks and balances in place." <laughs> and Jimmy Dillon's like, "Uh." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just thought elves would restock the shelves. As
0: somebody who's done a lot of bullshit artistry in her (laughs) life, I'm like, game-recognized game. But this is is a bigger game. Yeah. Like, you you can be shifty in wheel and deal when you're just doing real estate. That's how that works. But in retail, there's always physical evidence or lack of evidence of your effort. Uh, We see someone packing a box. It's Mr. Crab. They're doing all these weird trick shots. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Just like just because you have a creative reveal of who it is doesn't
1: make this interesting, right? And I also like still don't care about Grove.
0: Nope. So uh, he's in there. Mister Crab is sad. Mister Selfridge bumbles in and he's like oh blah 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 he blah blah, blah the parade he's not here and mr crab is sad and he's like oh mr grove would be very cross indeed to be missing the parade i'm like he'd be cross regard yeah cross was his default
1: right cross was
0: his middle name roger right. cross grove
1: <laughs> like if he's in heaven he's just there like you know sniping at all the angels and being cross with them exactly like that's, that's all he's ever wanted so
0: yes uh, apparently other people remain sad about mr grove and i don't even <laughs> Even the actors believe it. I know. Again, it's like all these things keep happening, and all the actors are like, Meh. "Yeah." Jimmy is in Mr. Crab's office. Uh, he's you know kind of accosted Mr. Crab as he's coming out of Mr. Groves, mm-hmm. and he says that white lease is almost out of stock. He wants to shift the anniversary stock, which he saw in the Selfridge's stock room, uh, which George Tallard foolishly pointed out to him, <laughs> and Crab is like fuck off dude right like this is the dumbest idea i've ever heard yeah then jimmy lays a heavy guilt trip on crab about oh it'll reflect badly on mr selfridge and this failure will be all over the papers right when it's the 20th anniversary i'm like wouldn't it be worse if the store didn't have any stock during the, the – the, the like, wouldn't that yeah. just add insult to injury? Yeah, it would. Uh, but this, for some reason, makes Mr. Crabb change his mind, well, and they all agree that they can't tell Mr. Selfridge about it because, you know, if the board finds out. Yeah. But again, Crabb and Jimmy both roll up to Mr. Selfridge. Like, it doesn't yeah. necessarily like, – I mean, if you know, the board wants to do a vote of like no confidence in him, it's yeah. not gonna change anything. Yeah, he I didn't mean, officially have any say in this. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, it it probably shields him a bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, the better shield would just be like let Jimmy Dillon fail and deal with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, at the tea rooms, Meryl sees eyebrows come in and she perks up, but then she perks back down when he see- <laughs> she sees that he's with a woman named Rita who he says is ravishing. Uh-oh. Uh, we continue- Eyebrows got
1: a brand new bag.
0: <laughs> it's for his eyebrows.
1: <laughs>
0: he's got to store them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I continue to not care about this.
1: Right. Well, don't – like – don't just introduce this in episode 8 of 10, like, and expect us... Yeah,
0: like, don't expect me to care about this in an episode where everybody is still supposedly sad about Mr. Crab. Mm-hmm. And then also not bring up Mr. – I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Grove Mr. Grove. right. In any of Meryl and Eyebrow's future interactions. Right. Like... Excellent point. Why doesn't she be like, you know, I'm very sad. My father just died. Yeah. I'm like, I don't... I don't think I can do a Meryl without slipping into a kitty. It's a weird... Yeah, no. Cognitive... It's the red yeah. hair. I can't... Look. I, I'm not a magician, people. <laughs> uh, we cut to Grove House, where Meryl is helping Ernest with his homework. Uh, he's apparently a very bad student. <laughs> uh, Mr. Crab shows up and has brought the box with Mr. Gross Things and is like, come back, Mardle. <laughs> come back, Mardle. Yeah. Best doggone fashion head in the... England
1: (laughs) yeah no and I I I suddenly realized when crab arrived I was like oh and
0: I know this is stupid I got excited when Miss Blight didn't show up I was like Tilly Tilly nowhere to be seen (laughs) in this episode so did she come back
1: no I mean I think they already fixed racism so I'm not sure what did she
0: hold your position until anyway
1: yeah but the important (gasps) thing is that Meryl fixed racism okay right great yeah great great yeah
0: at any rate, uh, it's very upsetting to Miss Martle that Mr. Crabb asks her to come back to work, even though it doesn't make sense that she's upset. Well, I mean, I
1: get it. It's that she's, you know, devoted herself to being the mother for these children, and she already knows she hates it, and she doesn't want to admit that yet, and it's just like...
0: Yeah, but what I would argue is that that's not even the subtext here.
1: Well, all right.
0: Uh, anyway, she... Instead of being like, get out of my house, it's like, I'll make you some tea. <laughs> Meryl comes in and I'm like, how did you like, it looks like there's about five feet between the dining room where all the kids are yeah. and where but they're the having this conversation. Open, so Meryl comes looking over right and she's at like, them. what's happened? That's all right. Yeah, that was all good. Right. Yeah. And Mr. Crabb is like, I'm afraid I've rather upset Miss Model And Meryl's like, well, I think she should come back to work. Yeah. And we're like, oh, right. Just do it already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but that was again, Martle have you not learned something about having conversations in this house with the door open? Oh,
0: no, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Terrible at being a mother and a person.
1: <laughs> even though I wasn't previously. Yeah. Well, that's America for you. Hmm.
0: So, uh, we cut to Selfridge House where Harry is reading the paper in the study like a man who doesn't know everything is about to fall <laughs> apart once again. And Rosalie sits down. Everything's
1: coming up, Selfridge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rosalie sits down and says, we need to talk about May because she loves May, Tatiana loves May, and they don't want Harry breaking May's heart. And Harry's like, well, May's the one who doesn't want to bone down anymore. And Rosalie's like, yeah, it's because you're a monster. (laughs) And Harry says, she can see that I've changed. And we're like, no! No. That's why she's not doing this because she's like, oh, you're still a monster. Nobody
1: can see that you've changed because you haven't changed. Except
0: maybe your hair... (laughs) Which we don't like. Yeah. No, it's, it's not a like, good look. Yeah. Like, I can't t- tell if he's thin or graying or both or wearing a
1: bad wig. It's just, yeah, it was just like so flat and weird looking. Yeah. Like, we're again it. Yeah.
0: Uh, at the, uh, Grove House again, we, are on a very tight close-up on one of the Grove daughters that isn't Meryl. Right. That can only be described as haggard. I mean, she looks like a 50-year-old woman (laughs) at the age of like 16 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ernest took a pen out of the box that Crab brought and Miss Martle's like, it's great that you have that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, apparently, and this was not made clear. Like, yeah, Martle was saying that it was hard when the children talk about Mr. Grove. Right. But then Meryl's like, we need to talk about him and grieve. And I'm like, was she preventing this? It was just not well communicated.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess that was the idea is that she was like, she was either preventing them directly or just like, you know, being sad. Yeah.
0: So then they all British about how they should be able to cry together. And then they are all sad and yeah. great. Like, again, I yeah. don't care about any of this. I know.
1: The Hagrid knows I cry in my room every night. Have for years.
0: Because <laughs> she has a mirror in there. And I'm like, I, I almost miss Mr. Grove. <laughs> I never thought I'd say it, but he at least gave me something to actively hate yeah. instead of just being mildly irritated by yeah. this plot line petering to the finish line.
1: Yeah, just, just, just such a mistake. At any rate, yeah.
0: We then, and this is the other—the pacing is so weird because we've had multiple scenes that all have Merrill in like the, we're not cutting yeah. any non-Grove House adjacent plot lines mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of Meryl. Uh, so eyebrows asks Meryl to a Byzantine art exhibit. <laughs> yes. Which she I'm does. like okay. And she gets all but that is
1: how people pronounce it in England, it's wrong.
0: It is wrong. Uh, Merrill gets all in a snit about yeah. how, you know, she doesn't take uh secondhand invitations and blah 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 and she's like i saw you at the tea rooms with that broad Mm -hmm. and he's like oh rita's just a friend and she you know i'm working with her on this selfridge 20th anniversary thing and uh you know she's close friends with the people who run this circus so then meryl's like oh get me five tickets to this circus and again this is where my father just died (laughs) this seem like less of a bitch-ass move yeah I mean, it would still be a bitch-ass move, yeah. but you'd at least feel empathetic.
1: Yeah. and then Dance for me.
0: Anyway, he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, look, eyebrows, you were chugging along, not doing anything. I don't know why they've changed their mind <laughs> at this point, but yeah. here we all are. Yeah. Crab and Jimmy pull George Taller into their scheme. Great idea, guys. <laughs> uh, anyway, they all continue to agree that they're doing a great job of not... You know, having Mr. Selfridge get in trouble.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, George is head of security and a super genius. So.
0: <laughs> George Towler. <laughs> super genius. <laughs> so we get some sneaky, Whiteley smuggling scenes. You know, they're putting everything in unmarked vans and George says, strike to Whiteley. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, who should show up at Mr. Keene, who's yeah. there at night uh, when they're doing this? Yeah. And, you know, he's asking questions and George actually does a fairly decent job of putting him off and saying, oh, you know, everything's being sent down to the, uh... Shoreditch. The Shoreditch. I think I wrote that down. Meh. The Shoreditch, uh, stock Warehouse, houses, yeah. uh, where they used to keep the stock for the provincial stores and, you know, George has done reasonably well, keen, you know, keen's off. Yeah. To burn the midnight oil. <laughs> And then George goes home and Connie has fallen asleep on uh the divan. <laughs> yeah. The Davenport. Chicken divan is a casserole. Look, <laughs> I've had a long day. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how furniture works. You got me. Anyway, she's on the Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, tells her to go to bed and she's like, this scene makes no sense Yeah, because she's like, I gotta go to work tomorrow. And he's like, I'll call you in sick. And I'm like, okay, great. They're married. We already knew that. Yeah. Like, like she's pregnant. Yeah. Whoop-dee-doo.
1: Right. Yeah. So great. And she's feeling stiff. I'm glad we've got that. Yeah. Yeah. She's pregnant. Yeah.
0: She doesn't feel great. (laughs) At crap club, Harry is there staring off into the middle distance. Somebody asks if he wants to gamble and he says, No what i know uh takes a drink though and leaves yeah and then uh he's shown up at May's to tell her that uh he'll give her time and space he'll wait for her yeah and she's like oh like you're doing right now yeah and he's like oh i'm being my old damn impatient self i'm like you're being a horrible person yeah that's the word you're looking for.
1: Yeah. I'll say the the May saying like you're doing right now was the only moment I enjoyed in this episode. I agree.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't believe you. And she doesn't either, Harry. You're yeah. going to find some bit of skirt somewhere. Right. And you're going to let her spend all your money and you're going to be right back where you were. Yeah. Like, you know, he wants to find somebody to be his punching bag in the way that Rose Selfridge was. And yeah. that is not what May is about.
1: No, it's not.
0: I hate if they end up together, I swear to God, there will be nothing left to do because it will be the final episode. Right. But I swear to God.
1: Yeah. Just going to go back and re-edit swear words into all of our previous episodes.
0: <laughs> Harry fucking Selfridge. Anyway, she has a whole monologue about how she doesn't want to lose their friendship. And I'm like, I don't believe any of this. And he leaps. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, look, there's only so many ways to get a creepy guy to, you know.
0: I know. I'm just saying, Katherine Kelly's not invested. Neither am I.
1: Yeah. No, I really felt like the only scene that she was invested in was the, her one with Wednesday Adams. She just yeah. seemed a bit more alive there. fun. Yeah.
0: Until he brought up Harry. Well, right. And then she's like, he's my friend. <laughs> he is my friend. <laughs> I am a Maybot.
1: <laughs> you know, maybe the two of them were chilling out before the shoot, making fun of Jeremy Piven. I hope so. <laughs>
0: I just hope they always would like order sushi. Then <laughs> Jeremy would be like, You know, I can't eat that. <laughs> Lloyd! <sighs> we see eyebrows running into Selfridge's uh, to Merrill, and she's all excited, but he says the show, the circus, has closed down. But he has an idea. And I'm like, Boo! No idea yeah,
1: No ideas. No ideas. <laughs> just get us to the end of this episode. <laughs>
0: Uh, Keen is snooping around in Mr. Crabb's office, and he asks Mr. Crabb if his contract with Shoreditch was canceled for the warehouses, and Mr. Crabb is like, yes, of course, we canceled that contract right when we uh, sold the provincial stores, and, uh, then Crab has left and is talking to George Towler, right. and- he asks you know how did it go and he's like oh it's fine mr king was here he asked some questions and then mr crab is like uh what questions yeah and george tells him and mr crab flips out and he's like we have to go talk to mr selfridge and they get there but keen is already in there yeah uh, he's
1: freaking out as well he should correct
0: and says everyone's trust is misplaced i couldn't agree more
1: yeah At least, he says that i let my trust in you mr selfridge yeah what did, what did you trust him for yeah
0: he's a that's freaking idiot he's
1: been untrustworthy for 20 years
0: like didn't you see that play yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's horace i feel like just like a sixth sense type thing where you know he's flashing back <laughs> <and> he's like, <gasps> <gasps> he was horace <laughs> the whole time
1: yeah and also george Tower, that was a nice job of fobbing off mr keen but you then needed to go to crab right away like yeah. you needed to recognize that that
0: and then crab could have been like oh you know, if this happened, then Crab could have gone in and be like, "Oh, he met these warehouses that we have."
1: Yeah, know. yeah, or something.
0: Also, make a plan for <laughs> if anybody bothers you during your unloading of these things. Yeah, here, here. So we cut back to Wednesday Adams, who I'm sure is going to talk about something we care about. <laughs> Whoops, nope, still arguing with his intrepid ginger reporter, who now has evidence that he s- that somebody saw. Uh, Jimmy Dillon storming out of Calliano's club, the night in question, and the right. staff said, you know, Calliano was preparing a romantic dinner for two. To be uh, fair,
1: wasn't, wait, was that at their club, or was that club night at Selfridges? It was at okay. his club, I think. Okay.
0: So I guess that's, yeah, because I guess he died in his club. I guess so. Anyway, uh, the story's back on.
1: Yeah. Hooray.
0: We cut to Jimmy Dillon, who deservedly has a headache. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Gordon and Keane in the elevator, and Gordon is trying to insist, you know, it wasn't his father's fault, but uh it was. He hired Jimmy Dillon. Like, yeah. that's how business works. Yeah.
1: By the way, if I'm uh, any newspaper in London, I'm paying a little extra money under the table to any of those elevator operators.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because they keep having very sensitive conversations with yeah. them. Connie goes into labor or something, but the music is all ominous. Yeah. Like she's going to die. And first of all,
1: I didn't think, I thought it was too early for her to be going into labor. Because I did not she was, think that. Well, because she was still working and.
0: Well, the whole point was that she was training her replacement and her t- replacement didn't show up.
1: I know, but that was, what day is this?
0: Nobody knows, Tom. Time is a flat circle.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so I really thought she was miscarrying both because I thought she wasn't that pregnant yet. And B, because the music implied as much. Yeah. So uh
0: then we see Gordon talking to Crabb and George and saying, you know, he and Mr. Selfridge have to take their share of the blame for this. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Plunkett runs in and grabs George and is like, your wife's gone into labor. Uh Then Miss Martle and all the kids show up at Selfridge's and Meryl has to tell them there's no performance and apologizes and takes everyone to the toy department because I guess she doesn't have to work anymore,
1: <laughs> even though Connie's not there. Yeah. And Does like, no
0: one else work in fashion?
1: <laughs> Apparently not. No, and we're like, great, that plan fell through. We don't have to worry about it anymore.
0: Anyway, Meryl and Miss Martle are marveling over the fall collection, and Meryl's like, come back. And Martle's like, but the children. And we're like, who cares?
1: Yeah, first of all, they're all like 27 and married. Yeah. Like,
0: so, like, they don't need you, <laughs> they're fine. Right uh wednesday shows up to be like hey harry jimmy Dillon killed a guy probably yeah and harry's like this is just part of your smear campaign and wednesday is like what is it with you dude <laughs> i keep trying to be nice to you and you keep just dicking me over yeah for real george gets home uh there's a call to the midwife there actually there's not because <laughs> this is before the national health but well, right. uh he gets there uh connie's had a son who cares right I wanted them to have a daughter. Yeah. And name him an Agnes. So she could be like, where?
1: <laughs> that would have been a delight. But, uh, he's probably going to fucking name him Harry. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> this is Selfridge.
1: <laughs> I'd like to name him after my father, Drunky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, I miss Drunky. <laughs> Drunky <laughs> Harry arrives at Jimmy's apartment, which looks more and more like a setting out of a Brett Easton Ellis novel. (laughs) Like like the blinds look extremely contemporary. Yeah. I'm like, did they just give up? Yeah. Did the production designer just skip town?
1: Yeah. This is actually just eyeliner's flat.
0: Or is Jimmy a time traveling murderer?
1: Ooh. Mm hmm. Now we're getting somewhere.
0: Anyway, so Harry's like, uh, Wednesday Adams told me you killed uh, Tony Cagliano. We'll put out a press release. Blah, blah, blah. We'll get ahead of this thing. And Jimmy's just like, no, I killed him. Yeah. And Harry's like, why? And Jimmy's like, narrative economy. (laughs) Uh, So then Harry gets all butthurt and is like, you're a liar. Everything about you is a lie. And and Jimmy's like, I'll take myself to the police, whatever. And then Harry's like, pay your price. And I'm like, I don't know what that means.
1: The iron price? What are you talking about? Who knows? (laughs)
0: But he's done with Jimmy, apparently, and storms out. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, you know, when you get involved with a shady business, dude, shady business things are going to happen. Yeah. Like murders.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. Although it's unlikely. Jesus. I just met him in the balcony of this abandoned building, and then we got in a fight. My God
0: at any rate uh we then cut to miss martle apologizing to the children for being a good parent yeah. and they all talk martle into going back to work and they say it won't be any trouble they didn't mind father working after all uh so yeah. great martle's going back to work everyone wanted this
1: yeah i mean i'm glad i guess i just don't know why we had to spend years of time with the grove family
0: <laughs> uh because time is a flat <laughs> circle uh back at Grove House they all arrive home and Eyebrows is there and has turned the garden into a circus and everyone's amazed. Yeah. We continue to not care. Yeah. Miss Martle These like These were
1: performers by the way I believe uh were employed by the great Carmo who uh was a real circus guy. Mainly a magician but he became an impresario.
0: Where did you find out this information?
1: On circopedia.com. <laughs>
0: Uh, so Freddie and Martle hold. I'm sorry, Freddie and Meryl hold hands. Great, yeah, awesome. And <laughs> Miss Martle like looks at the stars, uh, like thanks stars.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> did Grove ascend into heaven like Arundel the Mariner and become the evening star? What are we? Maybe s-?
0: you don't know. <laughs> anyway, this is a mess. Yeah, like, this whole episode is just like I don't care about any of the. I-
1: yeah, the
0: only person I cared about is Kitty, and she's gone. Yeah, and May, but yeah speaking of yeah harry comes to May's again this time to tell her that jimmy Dillon killed victor and may's
1: like oh no it's true and harry's like how did you know and then he gets mad at her for that right and she's like i thought he didn't and you know i suspected something and then it seemed like it wasn't true so like you don't what what what's the problem here who
0: runs around thinking people are murderers yeah Uh, so, Harry gets mad and storms out again, and, uh, Jimmy is tight, you know, straightening his tie, preparing to return to the 1980s. Mr. Selfridge doesn't know who to trust. And then we see Jimmy on a bridge. Yeah. And he stands there for a long time, and we're like, is he gonna jump? Oh, there he goes. Yeah. Uh, Uh, he jumps. Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, so...
0: And we know he's dead because his death is in the next dawn.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it's like, great... Somebody fell off of something.
0: Mm-hmm. This so, is bare minimum for yeah. an episode of Selfridge. <laughs> so we're almost there, guys. We are almost one there. One more.
1: One more. One day more. Yeah. But,
0: but first...
1: One more episode until this entire show jumps into the Thames. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so next we have the Selfie Awards. Indeed. First up, the nailing It Award goes to... Well,
1: eyebrows.
0: Yeah, he's the only one that gets what would be constituted a win yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Like we thought maybe Mr. Keen, but like he's gonna get in trouble for this. Right. So it's not like he's really winning.
1: His boss at the Civic seems like a real hard ass. Yeah, he so, does. Yeah. If
0: not a hard castle.
1: <laughs> Next up we have the Window Worthy Award.
0: Which we are begrudgingly awarding to Eyebrows Circus because there was nothing else attractive in
1: this episode. Yeah. Even though it was honestly was kind of shitty, like it was, mm-hmm. like, let's it was very real. half-assed yeah. as backyard circuses go. <laughs> uh,
0: and next we have the stick
1: poke. Uh file not found.
0: Yeah, there four oh four.
1: There was nothing that surprised System us. System error. Us there in was nothing episode. surprising. Yeah,
0: even in a bad way. Right. Just everything was so obvious and telegraphed.
1: Yeah, like I know we were supposed to be saying like oh Jimmy Dillon killing himself or whatever, but nope. He seemed
0: like he was going to kill himself from the episode that he beat up those guys.
1: Yeah. And finally, the eyeliner scale of eyeliner.
0: An emphatic crayon. Yeah. We are beyond fat fingered toddler <laughs> ones. We're beyond egg shaped ones. We're just slabs of wax
1: <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah.
0: Will eyeliner pull it out in the final episode? God, we hope so.
1: We do hope so. Just
0: something, anything. Yeah.
1: Just, yeah. Just something. Just
0: throw us a bone here yeah please eyeliner i know that this is all over it's already been decided i so. know
1: but you know let beatrice come back oh my god that would be
0: so great <laughs> it
1: would be so great
0: i was just talking about the show with somebody and i was like and beatrice never came back <laughs> well at any rate yeah till next time tighten your belts.